the Honorable J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers and Family Court. I am your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to all of our first-time listeners. If you're a first-time listener of this podcast, this podcast is a father's rights podcast where we talk about father's rights or lack of parental alienation and the experience of family court. Now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3. In Season 2, We talk to a ton of fathers from all over America, and in season three, you can expect more of the same thing. The important reason we had to reach out and talk to fathers from all over the place was to show that each and every single one of these dads are pretty much having the same problem when they walk into the family courtroom. They're not being heard. Not only that, once they're being demolished for their funds just to visit their child, no one's really putting in place a, a program where they can speak to other fathers who've experienced the same thing to see how they're feeling. Maybe they have some of the same feelings and what they're experiencing. They can see it's really not that bad. Maybe if the family court in your community had not one, not two, but ten programs for fathers to go in and talk and choose from, all of this wouldn't be so terrible. So this is just one of many platforms that are out right now for fathers to come speak and talk about how they feel about father's rights or how they feel about their custody case or their custody battle or not seeing their kid for years or their kid being kidnapped and taken to another state or another country. All kind of crazy shit. One thing I do want to say is this. All of these stories are Real human beings. They're really hurting. These are really their children that they can't see. That they're being withheld from. And it is terrible. But at the same time. Child support shouldn't be more important than. A father spending time with his child. Now a very memorable quote that I've heard on this podcast. Was this. My money is important. But my time isn't. So. My money is. What you want. It's important. But my time isn't. That doesn't line up with time is money. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. And even if. And even if. There's a child. There's two people. These folks shouldn't have to duke it out in order for one person to be recognized as a parent. This is a social injustice. This is exactly why we discussed this on this podcast. If you know a father out there hurting from uh, suffering from parental alienation and you know he's hurting, this is what I need you to do. Copy this link, whatever link you're listening to, on whatever platform you're listening to this to, this to, listening to this on. Sorry about that. Copy it. Send it to a dad who needs to hear it. 
Welcome to Season 3. Let's get right into it. Today we're going to be interviewing Jerem out of uh, Pennsylvania, I believe. I'm excited to hear his story. I know nothing about it. So you know the routine. We're going to be learning about it together. I hope you can take something from this, learn it, try to put it and put it, uh, make it, you know, mesh with what you have going on. It may be one quote, one phrase. You might listen to this podcast for however long he take, talks and get one good phrase to stick for you. But that's really all you need, isn't it? To help you. So let's get into this thing. Alright, so on today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking to Jerm. I'm really excited. Me and Jerm only had about uh, four or five minutes of dialogue prior, but we didn't really get into his case. Um, I spoke to Jerm enough uh, to know uh, I could get his heart and I could get his energy and I can tell that he's a good human being. So I'm really excited to talk to him. Now, Jerm's 28. He's calling from Pennsylvania and he has a three-year-old daughter. Now, uh, with that being said, I want to introduce Jerm. Jerm, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. That's good to hear. So, uh, your daughter's three years old. The first question I'd actually like to start this story off with before we get into your story. I mean, uh, what, 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 could you tell me a little bit? Did you have both your parents in your home growing up, bro? Actually, yeah. I, I actually grew up in a pretty good family. Like, my, both my parents were, worked for the government. They made good money. Mm-hmm. I still have a place I can go to anytime if I, if I need anything or need place to stay, eat. Like, I mean, I was always kind of the black sheep of the family, but it, but them guys, everybody in my family is like respectable people, all have good jobs, all that stuff. So that was never really like there was no domestic abuse or nothing in my house. <laughs> That's what's up, man. And no, the reason why I ask is because you come from. It gives me an idea of what you want came from. Dads that come from uh, homes that don't have dads in them, they want to be a dad that much more. Dads, uh, dads that come from dads with homes with dads in the home, they want to they want to be just as good as their dad. You know what I'm saying? And better. Well, see, so my 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 family was a good family, but we we're not the lovey dovey kind of family either. So like we never really said like I love you or hugs and kisses and stuff like that. So. I mean, when I had my daughter, it was kind of my goal to just be like, man, she can always come to me. She's always gonna know I love her. You know, freaking. Right. <laughs> No, that, yeah. yeah, no, that's what I was saying, like, better, you know, they're, they're, you know, I'm saying, like, you know, you're still some good, you know, there's still some good there, but you wanted to do better, you had a good, good blueprint, but now you want better, so it's like, it just, it's that, it gives me, and it gives me and the listeners insight on that much more, you wanted to be a dad, so, uh, with that being said, man, how do you want to start off, bro, so how'd you meet your, uh, let's talk about the, your introduction to parenthood, how'd you meet your, uh, child's well, mother, and, and let's get into that a little bit. Well, to be honest with you, I was... Working two jobs, and I was living in a motel, and I was just doing me, sleeping, working, and I ran into an old friend of mine, and we hung out a little bit, and I started feeling bad for her. She already had two kids, and she was uh, living in a motel with her two kids and had a new job and all this blah, 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 and I started being a nice guy, hanging out with her, and I took her out one night to a party, and took her home, and a month later, she hit me up and said, hey, we need to talk, and uh, told me she was pregnant. And, well, at first, I'm not going to lie, I mean, I will never lie, at first I was like, well, we should do something about this since, you know, you got a broken home already and I'm freaking living in a motel. Right. And she's like, ah, my parents would never look at me the same. So I was like, all right, well, if you have that little girl, then you can never end, you know, if you can't take care of her, I'll take care of her. You know, if you can't afford something, you ask me. I thought it would always be kind of like that, but, well, <laughs> 
seven months in, I actually got, I went and lived with her. Seven, I just figured it was my duty, man. Like, yeah. when I got her pregnant, I was like, man, I have to go take care of this girl and this family now. It's like my responsibility. So, <laughs> I moved in with her seven months in. She just ghosted me one day. Just disappeared. It was like, take your stuff and move out. Like, there was no reason why or nothing. And then, she went and got with some other, like, guy or whatever, told, and told me, <laughs> I did, I was there to listen up. I was there for the birth of my child. She let me to come do that. And then the very next day, I asked to come see her after she was born. And she was like, it's not your kid. I lied to you. All this crazy stuff. And I just, well, my family was trying to convince me that, uh, like, when we were born, we didn't have, like, black hair or we didn't have this and that. So I tried to be like, all right, maybe she was telling the truth. Right. Until six months later, that kid looked exactly like me. Wow. <laughs> and there was a guy in it. And then I had, to take, I had to hunt her down and freaking get her in there to do a DNA test and prove my daughter was mine. And I got that done. It came out 99.999% yours. <laughs> but then I did that, and she, she still barely let me, like, she didn't let me see her unless I came to her house this year. And eventually got to the point where she let me take her home because she, uh, the real trick behind that was after she started letting me take her home, she was like, well, hey. Can you put her on your taxes and, and this kid too so we can get this like $11,000 or something? Right. So it was more of like a ploy to get this money. Tough, isn't but, <laughs> but we were cool for like three years. All right, there was no, I, I offered her money for three years, all the time. She always told me, bragged about how good she was and didn't need no money. Uh, I couldn't figure I'd get a child support paper in the mail for back payments yesterday. <laughs> but uh, That was really yesterday? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, out of nowhere, it says, she's got a paper in the mail, it just says, like, oh, she's never once given me any money. But you know what? We actually had no issues for three years. We were, like, the best good parents you probably ever could run across. It was weird. And then, freaking, uh, I, I told her, they got, she just got pregnant again, and I told her, hey, uh, I got to get away from you guys a little bit, because it kind of bugged me a little bit, you know? And she didn't want a parallel parent. That's kind of where I was trying to go with it. And it just threw her off the edge, I guess. And Why don't she took my kid home one day, and that was it. I haven't seen her since or talked to her. <laughs> okay, hold on. We're going to get into that. Uh, yeah. Really quickly, explain for the listeners what parallel parenting is. A parallel parenting? It's like when you just don't deal with the other parents at all. When you just you, you stay in your house, and you follow your rules with your kids. And, like, they have somebody bring the kid to you, and you have someone bring the kid to them, and you just completely... Two separate families doing their own thing, and there's no bugging each other. And I was just trying to put that in effect just for a little bit. You know, any guy would probably do that. After, uh, some woman that just had your baby a couple years ago tells you that you were the, the whole reason her life was ruined because you got her pregnant. <laughs> well, no, her life, it sounded like from what you said earlier, her life was already, you know, where it is. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter if you was thugging. That was you, bro. That don't have nothing to do with you. She was thugging, too, from what you had said. <laughs> they had nothing to yeah. do with you, bro. Had she not been thugging, you wouldn't have met her while you was thugging. You know what I mean? But let's go yeah. back a little bit. So, all right. So, you stayed with her, um, and then she ghosts you. Now, she obviously, she takes the baby, and she leaves, right? Well, yeah, she was still pregnant at that time. Oh, that was she like, was still pregnant. Yeah, okay. she was seven months pregnant, and then she just left. <laughs> okay, okay. So, all right, and then the baby was born, and you got to see the baby one day, and then uh, the next day, it was, it was, it was, it was some, some no, it was no though. 
Yeah. So how? See, when she left, it was like the nonstop kind of like texting thing between me and her. Because I just wanted to figure out why. Like, what was the reason why? Because like, so I, she, I don't know, man. I'm, so I'm she like, was talking down to another dude. Nicest person you ever meet. She, no, no, I believe it. She was, she was talking to another dude again before she had the baby. Well, here's the thing. Uh, her boyfriend that she's having the kid to now, I asked him the other day, I said, hey, man, did you ever know April before I, I got her pregnant? And he was like, no, nah, I didn't know her at all. But then I was I stopped and thought about it a couple of days later. I was like, well, then why were you claiming to be the father of that child then? Right. <laughs> you know, that, that apparently that's what everybody was saying. They, they thought it was actually his child, not mine. So that's why I kind of drifted apart there for a minute the day after she was born and, and they told me all this crazy stuff like she's not yours whatever and I was like uh, maybe I should sit back for a minute and try to believe it and hope to God <laughs> but so, oh, uh, man. so how were you feeling in the meantime did you try to just put it in the back of your mind while you were waiting or did you still know it was well, yours I'll tell you what that was the worst and best year of my life <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it like for, for a year I probably like completely lost it but I also spent most most of the year down at the river fishing every day by myself and living in my car, saving up money to for anything that I thought I was going to need for a court and everything. Right. Yeah, probably for like six months, dude, I probably lived down at that river. And <laughs> just every day after work, drive my car down the river and just fish and just, <laughs> you know, it was the only thing that kept my head straight. <laughs> no, man, uh, this is a great talk to have, man. So dads out there who are in rural areas can hear that and I know they can relate. You know what I mean? There's outdoorsmen that listen to this podcast for certain, and they are they hear but, that and they're like, yeah. hell yeah, I go out there, I just want to jump on my ATV, ride out, you know what I mean? Being you gotta do whatever you gotta do to distract your mind, man. It's, it's it's hard for me now because where I live, I'm like in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do and no way out of here. So mm -hmm. it just hits me harder every day. When my my kid is my joy and my happiness and my only thing to do. Right. <laughs> like being a father became my pastime. Like became my, you know. So, so she's basically, now you find out that she's yours, you get the DNA test, now you know she's yours, now how are you, how are you feeling? Well, I mean, so, hey, up until that point, uh, until she was born, I was already, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really push it off too much, I guess, or she's seen that, but I was already excited either way, like, I, I wanted, my buddy just had a kid, and I was like, I was having a kid, and I was like, yeah, alright, this will be cool, so I like, I just got that stuck in my head until then, but then when that happened... And she was like, it's not your kid. <laughs> I mean, I obviously knew, I just knew in my bones that she was mine. So, it just, man, it tormented me for a long while. <laughs> well, okay. So, all right. So I, then, so, uh, so did you, so then did you, did you go get custody at that point after the? Well, like, like I said, like after the birth, she said she wasn't mine, and then I was like, I tried to wait a couple months just to, cause all, like, even my family was telling me, like, oh, well, none of you guys had black hair when you were born, or you didn't look like this or this, so I was, everybody was trying to convince me that it wasn't my kid, you know, to help me, you know, get out of that stump, because I was just like, wow, what a hurt piece, you know, after holding your child and <laughs> for the first time ever and having all that joy, and you know, that little girl opened up her eyes and smiled at me, and I'm like, Man, I shed a tear. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I just, man, I can't explain to anybody how bad it really was for that year. I don't think I can really put that into words. <laughs> I went down some wild roads in my head, just, like, trying to figure out what went wrong. Because I took care of following her her two kids for that seven months. 
I made sure like everything was clean. I cooked. Man, when I moved in with her, her kids were only eating like a cheeseburger a day <laughs> from right. McDonald's. Right. You know, but I just I did so much is what I'm saying to the point where I didn't get the answers that I deserved. I felt like in the end. So <laughs> I don't know. That's just hard to explain. <laughs> No, I understand, man. I just had to. I just had to ask about that time because shit, lots of dads go through it, bro. Dads, dads run into it. They have suicidal thoughts. Dads have violent thoughts. Dads have angry thoughts. Dads fall into depression. There's been so well, many stories on here, so it's just been like I was like, "Fuck you!" Always gotta ask dads because all dads say different things, you know. Well, like I, like I said, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm just calm about it. But I was, I'm not, I'm not an ignorant person at all anyways. I just freaking, I just went from like really, you know, really deep state of depression. I can say that to an extent yeah. where I pushed a lot of people in my life away because they just didn't want to hear me talk about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know what you mean, bro, because it gives those people, they have no answers. You know what I mean? They can't really understand yeah. it. So it's like. You know, and everybody's got their own problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, most definitely so. You know what I mean? That's why dads, there's dads out there. You need to find somebody to talk to that isn't annoyed with your fucking problem. Exactly. You know what I mean? You got to find groups. And so, yeah, you got to yeah. get on there and find them like father's rights groups. And yeah. just repeat you know, as much as you don't want to, but these people will listen to you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But you got to just find somebody who will listen to your problem, bro. Because your friends and the people around you, they didn't heard it so many times that every time you talk about it, it's a select few. But everyone else yeah. has their own agenda going on in life for the most part. You got to find the people who are want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just, like, I just told my boy, I said, you know what, man? I was like, I'm getting tired of even hearing myself talk. It's that bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, well, but stop it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I do this podcast this way I have the opportunity to talk about it and then talk about it with other people and they can talk about it. This is my release to the topic. You know what I mean? Along with all the other things, but this is the way I want to release and give back and do my part to make our little stamp moving forward that. I don't no, want I really it to look the same that. how I look right now. I don't like how you have to be at your crib, wherever you are in, in Pennsylvania, and be fucking hurting. This is retarded. I hate we have to have these talks. But we, and you, and dads like the rest of us, we have to keep having these talks until fucking there's, until we make, till we can see some water down. We got to keep digging until we see water. We haven't hit the well don't yet. We got to keep digging. Something needs to happen, and I always, you know what, ever since this has happened to me, man, I swear to God, I feel like there's just, in my bones, there has to be something, I just, I'm starting to devote myself to, like, writing senators and state representatives, yeah. and I'm like, man, there's gotta be something all of those guys can do, like, how, how do I get to pay $300 to force this girl to do a DNA test, I get father's rights through it, but out of those rights, there's no guaranteed visitation time, what sense does that make? <laughs> okay, well, let's, 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 let's. Let's get back into your story a little bit. Right. So you say, all right, so she takes off with this baby. I mean, no, so she says it's not yours. And so now are you, did, so you, did you have to take care of the baby for a while or did she just go on the run right after that? How many times, like, how much have you seen your baby since? You said 45 days. Well, okay, so, so over the past, like, three years, ever since I could bring my little girl home, man, I've just, I always knew in the back of my head that this day 
might come. And that's not the reason for my love, but I'm just, I just made it sure to make sure. Like, dude, I have my entire life with my daughter on pictures and videos. I could send you probably like 47,000 pictures right now. Right. The jelly, that's the number. <laughs> right. Like, and, man, when she, she went home, well, she, she had that problem. I told her I wanted to parallel parent for a little bit. She got into a big fit. And then what she does is that, that ghost and stuff where, dude, she, would, she hasn't texted me but probably one time in 40 days. <laughs> right. So obviously, I've been sitting here sending texts. I, until I went for custody, I sent texts to her like every day, like, I hate to bug you, but if we have a daughter together, you gotta give me something. Or I gotta at least ask if I can see her or talk to her in case the day comes over we get a court. And I'm like, look, you know, I've tried. But, man, that was rough, dude. For the first two weeks, I thought I was curled up in a ball over here crying, <laughs> like, losing my mind, thinking my kid's, I've never really thought about it, but she did this to me before over the past few years, like two times, but she didn't keep her for as long. It was more of like a, a week or maybe two, almost. It was like, like little little times that she kind of like, got snuck it in there and like, I don't know, this time so, I just thought about what, it more about it. Man, why did you hurt to that? Why so when's, why the last time you saw, when's the last time you saw your daughter? January 27th. January 20, so, 27th of what? Of, of this year. So it's like a little less than 40 days. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just rounding it up because she got a PFA against me now, so I probably won't. I'm not going to definitely see her until the, the, the day after all the custody cases when the PFA cases. Okay, when, she is, went on there. when is that date? What's the date on that? Uh, the custody, the modified, uh, the, the custody is on the 9th, and then the PFA date's on the 10th. Ninth for what? She, this month? That's on my record for life. <laughs> Ninth of this month? Yes, yep. Okay. So it'll be like next Tuesday. And that's when you're going to get to see your daughter, right? Well, I'm not going to be able to see her then because we're, they got the Zoom thing going on. Yeah. So we're going to be, or whatever they call it, we're going to be on the computers for our for our custody freaking case. We have to talk on the computer. Okay. Instead of actually going in there. And, so, uh, so, so, so this is the longest you've ever been without seeing your daughter, pretty much. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, okay. and it's like, like I was trying to explain to like, I didn't know why it like hit me so hard at first, like dude, I literally felt like all my daughter's love was being like ripped out of my chest, dude, I couldn't even talk to people without stuttering, like, man, I anxiety, like horribly, I was up for days, like, I don't know, just, yeah, I felt like I, I was emotionally detached from my daughter, <laughs> it's it just sickening, man, I, I didn't realize why at first, like, why is it hitting me so hard when everybody else is telling me, just be calm, take your court, do this. And it's like, because she's done this to me before. Yeah. And she just couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah. So she has two other kids with this other guy. And they just messaged me the other day and told me that now that we're fighting like this, she won't let them see their kids either. <sighs> right. Okay. I don't know. It just blows, it just blows my mind. This is, this is like the highest form of abuse, in my opinion. That girl's three years old. Her brain is a sponge, man. So... Right now, she's thinking, why won't my dad come back and get me? You know, is my dad still alive? Does my dad still love me? And then things like that. <laughs> I know what you're saying, man, but listen. You have to remain faithful. You know what I mean? You got to know. The state is the only barrier in between you and your child right now. You live in a 28% state, okay? I live in a 27% state. So we got something in common. Yeah. I know how your state moves. We move just like we move. All right? You, you don't really have any really right to protect your daughter right now because that's how your state wants it. But here's the reality of the matter. God has 
ultimate say in everything. Even even and he's even in the state workers' hearts. You know what I mean? The person he slamming right. the gavel in your case has the same God in their heart that we got in our heart. Whether their job tells them to do something that's wrong or not, you know what I mean? So at the yep. end of the day, bro, you know what I mean? God is protecting your baby, bro, and you have to know that. Now, yeah, home is a bitch too. <laughs> no, no, I understand. I understand. I understand. He don't, and you know. He, he, he don't play about his babies, though, too, now. And if you're doing right and you ain't hurting nobody and you're trying to do right, he sees you hurt. When you when you shed a tear because you miss your daughter, he feels you, bro. He's right there next to you sitting on the bed. He right across the right across, right across the table from you or right in the next passenger seat next to you when you're riding or when you see a little kid outside playing and you miss your kid. He right there in the whip with you, bro. He's, he's there. He's, he knows. And I want to tell you this, bro. You uh, look, hey. I know we didn't really talk too much about my case, but my, for, my most of my uh, listeners know. But my children, bro, got taken for nine hundred and fifty days. Okay, and over yeah, those wow. nine hundred and fifty days, my children's mother yeah. talked about killing them, killing me, uh-huh. killing my people. This, that, and the third. Now listen, I filed for yeah. an emergency <laughs> motion five hundred days ago, and someone, and no one really has even spoken on. You know, all in all, nobody's talked about my kids being threatened. But it's not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's more to it. But it's like, it shouldn't have taken this long, no way. That should have been addressed no immediately. Way, the second, the second, the, the, any state form of worker got representation that this person was talking about killing their kids, Caputo, it should have been OV because if a dad was talking yep. about killing his children, his ass would never be able to see his kids ever no more because you said that stupid exactly. fucking shit. You know better. You don't talk about, you don't talk like that about your kids. That's some dumb shit to say. You don't say that on mistake yeah, well. and you don't say it because you angry. Like that. Your know, services don't care about nothing. But I can le- tell you that. But let me tell you what I had to do during this time of waiting, my friend. I had to be deadly patient. You know what I mean? I had to be deadly faithful, and I had to trust that God was keeping my kids safe. Now, I obviously know that they was experiencing a lot of dumb shit, but at the same time, I had to, I had to just trust that ultimately he would keep like the ultimate hand of safety and things, and, and it wouldn't be too bad. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm that's right. the, but. In this time that you have, man, try to try to keep it like that, man. Try to remain faithful. You know what I mean. So let's talk about. I just, and I just wanted to say that because I, I know how you feeling, bro. I know that feeling of. I know we have a little. I went off schedule a little bit of how I usually. Right, right. But I, I don't care. I just wanted to tell you that because we having a natural conversation. And I got through it. Then you can get through it, bro. You 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 know what I mean. You throw your fucking you throw your fucking rod. You throw your line into the into the lake or into the pond. And you sit there and you just wait. And that's what has to happen here, bro. You just have to wait until your line starts tugging. And it sounds like there'll be a little snag on the line come the 9th and the 10th. And then, boom, well, you're in there. You know, it took me about it took me about three weeks total just to, to re- Man, I had my, like, psyche burnt down. Because she's one of them people that gaslights you, too. And she just, like, had me so, like confused about what the what the real facts were and what the past was. But luckily, I've always had at least one friend in my life that I've mentioned since I was four years old. I talked to this guy like every day, nonstop, as they know, and he could sit there and he could, I'd go back to him and be like, dude, this happened, did I tell you this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of, yeah, I have to, I'll tell you, all your listeners out there, here's a good thing to remember. <laughs> Never go online and try to diagnose yourself with any kind of, uh, like, 
uh, personality disorders or, right. or anything like that. You know, when somebody tells you they think you got something, you know, just tell them that you'll get a freaking <laughs> license to tell you or leave you alone because that stuff, you can you can literally go in there and make anybody a narcissist. Right. Make anybody, anything that you want. <laughs> I had to break myself down completely to rebuild myself back up. <laughs> even stronger, thank God. Because I am ready now. What I do with my free time is something most guys don't even think about. I sit here and I'm preparing the best court case I possibly can for when I go in there. I mean, day and night. I've got, man, i got pictures on the walls and strings running to them. Every fact, every man, every picture. But my problem is, is I feel like I, I don't really need to go in there and talk bad about this girl. I've never even talked bad about this girl. I go like to see my own stuff. I'm like, yeah, she's a good mom, but she's a horrible person. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, and like, and that's the thing. See, I like, I like, I like that, man. I wish, you know, I wish I could go into court and be like, yeah, bro, this is a good mom. Then I would at least be understanding as to why we wrestling, how, how I'm wrestling in my case. But I just don't, in my heart, believe that's the case. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. But that's good yeah. that you have that in your case. And I love most of my listeners jump on this podcast. And, and they it goes to show, bro, I can feel how I feel. But I agree 100% stand on what you guys feel. And it, and it goes to show when dads do have moms, uh, when their children's mother is a good mom, they do not hesitate to say it. They'll say it. They're just saying this person is a shitbag of a human. You know what I mean? So I like well, that. I like I like that. Nobody, nobody, you know, is everybody's who they are because of how they were brought up and raised, man. Nobody, you know, like this. I talked to a guy the other day, and he was, he's like, "Why do you keep defending this girl?" And I'm like, "Well, man," and he's like, "No, listen." He's like, "If you were going to war with terrorists, right, and they were shooting at you and killing your friends, would you feel bad for them?" And I was like, "Well, I mean." I would feel bad that they had to be there. I mean, nobody wants to be in war, but if they were shooting at me, I'm still going to shoot back. You know? Right. <laughs> I, you know, everybody, it's just, man, like, she grew up in a, a fatherless home. Her father actually, like, robbed a bunch of banks or something and ended up in jail. And, and that's just another one of my points I'm going to make when I go to court. Like, man, she's she's never even had a father her whole life, and she now wants to take her daughter's father away from him. Something's not right there. Right. <laughs> Right, right. No, man. No, I understand what you mean. You know what I mean? I understand what you mean. And shit, bro, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, shit, when you look at the inner city, a lot of kids, a lot of kids come out the inner city and they and they whole families is gang banging. You know what I'm saying? They whole family, they come, you know, think about the kid that's studying. He come home to study and his uncles is out, out in the living room playing with guns or his cousins is bagging up dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, so and they, raised, they really banging. And so it's like, okay, if kids can get out of college, get out of those instances and go to college and do the right thing and still be good humans. And if, you know, if, if that be the case, then 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 there it can be done. You know what I mean? It's this is you still we all definitely. still have decisions to make. You know what I mean? Yep. Like we gotta do That's why right there's people like you and us in the world, man, because those people probably at some point found somebody like us or you or somebody that's been through it and has helped them get through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, it's needed, bro. We need to we need to have these fucking conversations, bro. Because it shouldn't be never no days. You should never feel alone. Because I got a list of fifty people in front of me that you could that that, that all, a lot of them ha, at least half of them have said they'd be open to talk to other dads. There's a network. We're creating a network here. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, let's talk a tad bit about uh, so how, what was your time like with her? Uh, 
when you did get to see her? How did the visiting start off once you determined she was yours? Like, how did the well, visiting start off? It took, uh, on Christmas, actually, uh, 2018, she said, oh, I was supposed to come over and see her at her house. And she was like, oh, well, you know what? You can just you can just take her home with you. And, okay, so I took her home. And next thing I know, and over the last three years, there's been, like, periods of times where I've been unemployed and I've just been like, yo, just bring her over, bring her over, bring her over. Right. Every chance I could get, man. It's just, this what hit me hard because, uh, dude, me and my kids are, are so tight. Like, she's my, I shouldn't put this on her, but she's my emotional support sometimes. <laughs> like, right. like her mom put me through trauma, man. And when she's not here, I have like the worst separation anxiety ever. And I've been working on that over the years. Mm-hmm. But, that's hard, man, dude. My, I, have to, you know, I, have to send, I have to send you all these photos. I'm telling you, it like, takes the photos to understand like what me and my girl have been through like every day. And then having her tell me things like, oh, you post too many pictures on the Internet or you take too many videos and this and that. I'm like, dude, it's my kid. <laughs> and when we die one day, okay, I don't need money. I don't need this. I don't need that. I need memories. And her, you know, I want to look back at my life and her life and have her have something to look at and be like, yeah, my dad was there with Right. It's just, that's what it is, man. Right. I, I just devoted myself to that little girl. Devoted myself hard. <laughs> no, nah, And then just to have it ripped away. Yeah. <laughs> this is, no, this is, this is, this is. This Without is. a phone call ever, and not even a phone call, it's more like in this whole time, that's what's messed up. I can understand if you thought there was a real problem over here, but either way, even if there was, even if I was some crazy nut. You still shouldn't deny that person phone calls to their kid, at least. Nah. Because you're, you're just going to make them even more crazy. <laughs> right. Nah, I agree, man. I agree. Alienation to any form, man. And if the, if the person is crazy or whatever, you know what I mean? Then if, if they really are... If they really are a threat to the kid, if it's like that, that bad, you know. I remember, bro, sitting in court one time and somebody had a case. And uh, I was, you know, where you're waiting for your case to get called, and a dude called in. And it, it sounds like a robbery went wrong, and he ended up killing somebody. or he, no, Somebody he was with killed somebody. And since he was there to partake in the robbery, and someone died, he served the time, too, with him. So anyways, I mean, I'm just listening. I don't know who the fuck the dude is. Right. But the lady was there saying she didn't want to let him talk to his son because he asked about her. So the judge and the dude was just like, please, I don't care about her. I just I just want to know so he knows who I am. I know I did something wrong, but, like, a relationship with him and shit really helped me motherfucking, like, you know, he ain't cuss. He was like, a relationship yeah. with him really helped me, like, you know, help him understand yeah. that fucking this ain't where you want to be or what you need to do. But I still have things I know. I'm still a human being. And pretty yeah. much he, at that time... Shit had to stay the same. He still couldn't talk to his daughter or his son. He was so mad. I remember when he got off the call, he was mad. And it kind of made me think to myself, like, damn, like, I mean, one call a week wouldn't kill. Because now when he went yeah. back to his cell for the rest of the month, for the rest of shit, for, for till his next court date, he was probably a dick in jail to other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, no. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's what I told her, too. I was like, man, one phone call a week would just kept me calm, you know? Yeah. But instead, there's no communication, and I have nothing to go on but her daughter t- 
telling me on TikTok one day or something, she messaged me and said that we weren't, I wasn't allowed to talk to my daughter and that they were hiding all the phones and stuff from me, from her, so she couldn't call me and stuff like that. And that's when I really was like, what? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and new services, I can tell you, they're useless. And I'm about to file a lawsuit against them. As soon as I go in here, I'm going to file a lawsuit against new services. As soon as I go in here and get custody next week, I guarantee it. Because they told me that my daughter was safe, that there was no problems at her mom's house. Okay? Well, they came here. They were coming to do a home check. And I was like, oh, you want to come in and check it out? Oh, no, I trust you, they said. <laughs> so that put that little thought in my head, like, oh, wow. But I wonder if they even looked at her house, which is, my God, it's horrible. <laughs> like, my buddy just said he went over there to serve these papers, and he's like, man, that place looks like it should be condemned. But, so I freaking, I, I, I said I was going to file a lawsuit against him because they told me she was safe, but two days after they told me that, her house got raided, and they both got drug charges and weapon charges. And my kid's still over there. <laughs> Whoa. Like, what? <laughs> I called CYS at like 5 in the morning, and I said, look, I need somebody to just Get over there and check out and see if my kids are cool because I have no communication with these people and I haven't seen my daughter in this long. And they're like, do you think this is a real emergency? And I said, yeah, it's a real emergency. That's my daughter. I haven't seen her in this long. Just do it. <laughs> you told me it was safe over there. And now it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real, bro. That shit is crazy. Let me tell you what happened with CPS in my state, bro. This happened in my state, in my county. A little girl, bro, fuck around she had the most beat up face in all of like it, it it looked like she was like like she lost like she like i'm telling you bro she had a beat up face somebody beat up this little poor pretty baby bro i swear and 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 and, and cps comes out says she's safe and the next day the dude kills her it was it was the chick's boyfriend turns out dad had been trying to get get custody of his daughter the whole time he had been calling CPS, telling them, telling them, telling them, telling them, telling them. They come out, they check, baby dies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bro. That scares me, man. <laughs> what the she, hell? He actually spanked my kid like three or four times, and my kid came up to me. At three years old, she's pretty smart. Right. She was like, Dad, Jackie hit me. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, he hit me like three times. And I'm like, what? And then I, I brought that up, and that, that was just, I would never know. I, should, I guess I should have never even brought it up, because that's what really started a lot of the fight. <laughs> right. Well, but, uh, uh, yeah, so talk to me a little bit about uh, since she took your kids. When did when did that raid happen? When was that? Was that during since you haven't seen your kids? Yeah, your yeah. So, so this has all been uh, in her eyes. She said this is a a punishment or a lesson for me to because uh, I'm not. Um, she said, "Oh, you're too mental to be around your daughter right now." But I'm apparently too mental to be around her. But how can you? <laughs> You're doing this thing to me, making me learn this lesson. But here, you just get your house raided by the police, get arrested. They found, uh, I don't know what the time zone says. It's old sound. It just says, you know, they have use of paraphernalia, uh, paraphernalia charges, and then they actually find like weapons, something charges. <laughs> and it's like, man, really? <laughs> and then after I called CYS and everything, after you know what? After I filed custody. Two days later, I was leaving my letter. I sent her one last. Did I sent this girl text messages all the way up until I went to the courthouse? I was like, please. I said, I'm begging you. I'm like, let's not do this. I even told her, I said, I'll give you the fifteen hundred dollars I'm about to give this lawyer, and you can spend it on you, your baby, your kids, and all. You know, yeah. wouldn't you rather take them? You know, nothing, get nothing back from her. 
Maybe Twitter just to send me a thumbs up. And I'll leave you alone for a week, but the thumbs up will let me know that you're willing to work something out. <laughs> you know? Right. Nope. Nothing. So I went and did that. And actually, I don't even think she, uh, I don't even know, I don't even think she knew that I went in for custody yet before she even freaking set this PFA after me. Now apparently I'm a serial killer stalker. <laughs> what is a PFA? It's a, what's a PFA? Yeah. It's a protection from abuse, I believe it's called. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, because, well, at first I was really sad and depressed and just, like, hopeless, and then I turned my head around and I spit my messages went from begging her and begging her. So, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to go in here and file custody. You know, screw you guys. You guys want to be bullied? I don't know. They just took it the wrong way. Like, right. <laughs> man, I swear to God, like, I'm like, I've got a petition going right now. From everybody I know, dude, I've helped so many people in my life. I've worked for a lot of big companies. I know a lot of big business owners. I'm getting all these people to fill out this petition that I got going around to prove that, like, I'm not a violent person at all. And I help a lot of people in the community and shit like that. But, man, that's on my record for life. Even if even if it gets thrown out, every time I go to get a job, they're going to see that at some point somebody put a PFA out against me for right. being an abuser. <laughs> right. Nah, for real, and nothing, no, nothing comes from, the, you know what I'm saying, nothing comes from a false, from false fucking shit, you know what I mean, like, nothing comes right. when false things are put on people, or false calls are made, nothing comes, bro, you know what I mean, so yep. it's like, there's no, there's but really no, real. nothing yeah, to really that. hesitate, make a person hesitate. I mean, it, it took me a minute to freaking, to, to get back in the right mindset, but, and it's like everybody always tells me, like, man, you just got to stop talking and, and go in there. And I'm like, man, you know why I post all this stuff on Facebook? I was like, you know why I, I do this or do that or I just spit out loud? Because I never I never lie. Because <laughs> when I go to court, they're going to be like, oh, you said this and you said that. I'm going to go, I sure did. I sure did. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt right there. You know? You have your kid yeah. taken from you. <laughs> no, man, really, bro. Honestly, I mean, shit, bro. I mean telling the truth, you're telling the truth. You know what I mean? If you're saying how you feel, you're saying how you feel. And I, I believe as long as you're not, like, saying names, you're not blasting folks, per se, you know, but if, you, if, you, if you're speaking in general about a general yeah. thing, about how it makes you feel, bro, you, I don't think you're hurting anybody, bro. You know what I mean? No, now, it's more in, of like, uh, in the UK, it's more, more like me on there going like, man, I really miss my daughter. I don't even know if she's alive. You no, know, that's for real. <laughs> in, the, in the UK, if you talk about your custody case, I'll, if you speak on it, you lose custody of your kid till they're 18, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like that, you know. But I'm telling you, bro, you still got hope. You know, I know sometimes you feel hopeless and shit while you're going through this thing, but I need you to remember, bro. Uh, last a couple of days ago, I had I know what two days ago I had a dad on there who got on this podcast who got his child stolen and, and taken to Russia. <laughs> you know what I mean? So listen, what? Yeah. yeah, seriously. So like it's really serious, bro. Like it's, it's a lot of stuff yeah. going on out here. But damn it, it doesn't matter if it's a week and you haven't seen your kid. I understand your pain. You know what I mean? Hey, man, listen, so... There needs so, to be a law, man. There needs to be a law. If you have the, if you get father's rights to your child, if you just prove that you're the father by DNA, there should be a straight-up law that just says, right up, like, you got visitations at least one day a week that can't be fucked with. Is that too hard to ask for? No, 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 no. We need 50-50 right away. And the only way possible that you should be able to not see your kid is if the other party hires a lawyer and comes in and says why you shouldn't get to see your kid. 
other yeah, than that's that, how it should be. Yeah, other than that, having me pay someone to to speak as to why I should be a part of my God-given right is just ridiculous. Because, again, I say this all the time, said it in season one, said it in season two, now I'm going to say it in season three. With no baby, with no sperm, there's no baby, okay? The any other way you can go get a baby is you got to go to a sperm bank or you can adopt. Now, both of those yep. cost a lot of fucking money. Yep. Find some dude who you just think is a sucker Trick them, have a baby, and run off. That's free. What can you yeah. do to stop that? Because that's what's happening. But you know, we have a people system. People realize that I can't, I can't have a baby myself, okay? So when you say it's 50-50, when, when a kid is made, people they just always think that right away. They don't think about, how about the girl that's getting on top of you, you know, and, and, and think, you know, babies are coming out of you, not me. You know, right. most guys, I think, think like that, there were... Oh, I don't need a condom or something because maybe she. I thought in my head when we we had sex, I was like, "Well, this girl's already got a broken home, and she's probably got to be on the pill or something if, if she, you know, she right. can't already afford her like she has right. and stuff like that." And then, when did I ever see that one not coming? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you always got to confirm. You know what I mean? You make them kind of assumptions. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, they can always ask you. You know, hey, you gonna put a condom on? But yeah. Yeah, they don't. You know, they're whole. That's where the kids come from. What you put in there, you know, is your responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like, bro, you know what I mean? It's both uh, It's both parties. Regardless of anything like that, it's both parties, bro. Like, it's both oh, well, of our babies. And God intended yeah, for us to each have a part. And we should each have a part. We shouldn't have to, like, tit for tat about it. I feel like fucking it's so blatant. Like, huh? If, if me and you both, yeah. let's say me and you... Like we 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 bought a fridge, and then like and then like, okay, well we can't really split this fridge. How are we gonna figure this shit out? All right, bro, look, you put up two hundred fifty, I put up two hundred fifty. I really want to be a part of using this nice fridge too, getting ice out this crushed ice and fucking good pure water. It's got a yep. purifier on it. So here's what we'll do: you use this bitch. And we'll split the days about the week or yeah. like that. It would never go, all right, bro, look, I know we both put in 250, bro, but here's how it's going to go. All right, Germ, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get this bitch for two weeks straight and then you can use it for two days. And then I'm going to use it again, bro, for two yeah. weeks straight and then you can get it yeah. for two days. So, look, I know, I know, now this part's going to kill you, Germ, but I'm going to need you to put in on my electricity, bro. Because, again, nope. it, it's not free to run this fucking fridge. I need, I'm going to need you to put in on this electricity. So, because you did put yeah. in and buy the fridge, right, Germ? You did do that, right, Germ? Man, that's some bullshit, bro. No, that's dumb as hell, bro. What makes sense is this. You fucking use the fridge one week. Again, I use the fridge the next week. And we split the fucking bill. <laughs> yeah. That makes yeah. sense, bro. It does. But you gotta look at it this way too, man. Uh, if you take the fridge out of it, think about it this way. There's people that are married. After I've done a lot of research lately, you gotta think about it this way too. And people that are married and actually had like year long, like a couple years long with their kids and they form relationships with them. When they split up, like, it is a little, I feel like it is a little more difficult to choose where the, how that should work out because, like, you know, your kids could have way more of an attachment to one, one of the other parents yeah. just because of how things work. You know, me and her, 
we just had a kid out of wedlock. And I told her, look, you know, like, we just accidentally had a kid. We're not going to be together. So I feel like we should never put that kid between our, us and our problems, ever. Absolutely. It should just be 50-50. You ever have a problem, you can't afford her, I'll take her. If I can't, you yeah. keep her. I thought that was pretty solid for three years. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what transpired exactly to make her want to take her this last time? You said because you were acting crazy, she said. Oh, well, because it was the messages, and then she fucking was like, well, all right, fuck it. Well, I straight up, well, one night I text her, and when she, came to get her, she came to get her daughter early in the week or whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. We, we, we share pretty easy, no problems, but she came and took her home, and I texted her and was like, man, tell your boyfriend to quit hitting my kid. And then I get these, like, crazy, off-the-wall, like, dumb things back, and she's like, oh, well, she said you were mean to her. I'm like, how are you going to compare slapping a kid to being mean to her? Right. In any way, Okay. Like, I'm never meeting my kid anyways. I don't, I don't even, I don't even believe in hitting kids. That right. shit, I go, like, yeah, that's man. insane. When they so that's young, bro, they don't understand you. When something bad happens. Yeah, when they so young and they don't understand you, bro, all you got to do is yeah. talk to them a certain way, bro. You know what I'm saying? If you got to, if you feel like. My kid ran away from me crying. Yeah, <laughs> man, well, you know. And then it's different cultures and shit like that, you know, some kid, but man, like, it's other ways you can still discipline a little baby without having to, like, you ain't got to hit, I, like, my kids came back talking about getting hit with belts and shit, so I'm like, bro, these kids are four and three, why the fuck you hitting them with belts? You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you... Shit, my dad used a two-by-four when we were growing up, but... Right, you know I get it. No, I get it, but like, you know what I'm saying? I, no, I understand. I understand. You get a little bit older and shit. You know what I mean? You get a little older. But you there know? wasn't any thinking that I didn't think I deserved, didn't deserve now that I look back on it. Like, I did something wrong, you know? I, yeah. I, it must have been really bad for that, because my parents weren't that kind of people to just beat on kids and shit. Right. No, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I understand what you're saying, though, bro. I understand what you're saying, bro. But at the end of the day... If anybody over there needs to be putting their hands on your kid, it gotta be mom, dudes. It can't be fucking, it can't be dog. You know what I'm saying? I got this guy sending me text messages of him and my daughter going, I'll tell her, just kiss her goodnight and, and uh, give her hugs for you and this and that when he knows I can't even see her. <laughs> right. Like, what? <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Right there within itself. So. Plus the guy's got like 16 felonies. Right. And he's not even allowed. He's not even allowed around his own kids because he has anger management classes. He's never finished. He's seven thousand dollars behind in child support. And he hasn't seen his kids in like four years. The baby mom told me. <laughs> and this guy's allowed to watch my kid every day while she goes to work. What? Right. right. No, I understand, bro. It's motherfuckers with my kids. You know what I'm saying? When it's, it just don't make no sense. You know what I mean? It's just you be like, yep. bro. Well, my day, my kids don't need the babysitters. They got a, a dad, bro. They don't need fucking People babysitters. People need to leave the kids out of it, man. You know, man. just pull up and let her out the door and drive off. You know, if you don't want to deal with me. We'll play it on the phone. Leave yeah. the kid out of it. You, yeah. You know? Yeah, man. That shit is... That shit oh, is... Call me an adult. No, man. It, it come down to, like, having... It come down to just raw humility, bro. Like, folks gotta have enough heart and humility to just put... You know what I mean? Take the kid out of it, bro. It's not the kid's fucking fault bro it's your fault yeah. or their fault or whoever fault but it ain't the kid fault you know what i mean like try to oh, put exactly. yourself in their damn shoes bro so that shit is just that shit yeah that shit is crazy man so okay so um yeah man so all right so what are some of the things uh what are some of the things you do with your daughter when you do have her 
Oh man. And you know what? I freaking when I have my daughter, I always man, here's here's a good little inside. Like no, I wouldn't even let my own sister, this is how much like protective I was with her, I guess. I wouldn't even let my own sister watch her for more than five minutes. Like I just never felt like anybody else could love her or watch her or keep her as safe as I could. But when she comes over Oh, man, we do all kinds of stuff, man. I, I, I just devote everything to her. Freaking, uh, take her out, we go on walks, we go to the park. Oh, man, we're always at the park. Freaking, take her down the river with me, go fishing. Freaking, man, you, you name it. That's just a bit of question from there. I'm telling you, if anybody was listening to this could just find me and look at all these photos, you would just be like, wow, man, I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, it makes it's, me I'm, happy. That's good to hear. <laughs> I just, man, my life, her life is my life. <laughs> I gave up on everything that had to do with me. Like, I put everything I had into her. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been in trouble in three years, <laughs> and that kid's been hooked to my hip. Everywhere we go, I'm, I'm always trying to find places to take her, like arcades or fun things for her to do. Dude, I buy her, like, a new toy on Amazon every day. <laughs> right. Just know when she comes over, we have something new to play with mm-hmm. and check out. <laughs> Yeah, man, that makes me happy, man. Yeah, no, that makes me happy, man. The listeners out there need to take this time to really listen to the joy it brings in this man's voice to talk about the things he does with his daughter, man, and the pictures and the moments and how much it means to him. This man just wants to be a parent. It doesn't too much sound like he's a person who's a PSA or PFA or what the fuck ever. Nah, it sounds man. like all he wants <laughs> to be is... Wild. Yeah, man, he just wants to be a fucking parent, bro. That's all he wants. That's just normal... <laughs> I, I apologize way too quick, and I think that's why, I don't know, there's, there's a couple people I've met in my life that are like, man, I, I, I think they're taking the wrong way, because, like, after uh, after I do something dumb or say something dumb, somebody, you know, I'm like, I feel that shit, man. I can tell you that. Like, I, I'm, nobody's harder on myself than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, after after we had that fight that first time about her boyfriend or whatever, like, for, like, like I said, for, like, two weeks, I did nothing but just, like, apologize and, and begged for them to come up here. I was like, man, I'll give you all an apology face to face. Like, you know, but that wasn't good enough. So, I just, you know, from there on out, I just started messing with me. He's like, man, this girl won't even take an apology? Like, so what, what do I do now? <laughs> do I get to the courts? Is that what she wants? <laughs> it just starts to mess with you a little bit. Yeah, man, that shit is that shit is crazy, man. But you know, you're back in court. You mean you 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 you're on your way to court. You know what I mean. So things are things yeah. are moving in the right direction. So it's like and it only took it only took a month for me to go in there because one, I didn't want anything to go to the courts, and I didn't really think my kid was in danger. Yeah. Okay, other than her head being screwed up, but you know, by them what they're telling her, manipulating her, but I didn't think she was in any kind of like physical danger. So I I tried to plead so hard with with her mom, and at one point. Her mom did tell me, like, oh, okay, we're going to get pictures done this weekend, and then we'll come drop her off. She's like, but then we're all going to talk so you guys can settle this dispute you got and whatnot. So, oh, man, that built me up, you know? I was excited. I was like, yeah, it's been, like, I don't know how many weeks in or whatever days. I was just, I was so excited. And then she texted me on that day, and she's like, oh, well, we messed up the date. It's going to be tomorrow or something. And then I just, that was it. I've never heard from that. <laughs> So, do you feel like it's the dude making her not let you see the kid? Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. And you know what? It's, <laughs> I have this, like, weird thing, man, like, where I can feel the pain of other people, like, horribly. Yeah. And I hate it. <laughs> like, I swear to God, like, you could stab me in the back, man, and I'd, if you came up to me and truly needed help, I would try to help you. Like, I just, <laughs> even when that girl left me with, and took off pregnant with my kid, I felt bad for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it's, it's, I don't know why, but it's just how I grew up, man. Fucking, you just gotta love one another, man. But hey, people are, just, people, everybody can be helped. And, and and nobody's the way they are because, well, I don't know. <laughs> That's just a rough one to get into, but. Yeah, no, I believe you, bro. Everybody can be helped, bro. You know what I mean? It's the the moment. It's the moment somebody wants to help themselves. So if, if you feel like if you feel yeah. like you don't need help, then I can't help you. You know what I mean? But if you feel like maybe yeah. you could use a little bit of my help, that's why I, I try to say before each podcast, like I hope people can take something from this because, like, unless you can go into this like wanting to learn something and wanting to catch yeah. something, that's just a quick reminder to like listen with open ears and an open heart so you yeah. can catch it. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 you know, how, how, There's so how many other people play? out there that, that are worse, like, like in your situation. You, know, you have way more experience with how to stay cool than I'll probably get to at the moment. You know, I'm just a novice at this. Like, no. I, it took me just till like, a couple, I'm, I'll never get over it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, bro, but, listen, I make mistakes too, bro. You know what I mean? When I get in, when I get on a Zoom call and when something's going on or something, I'm still, like, when I want to... Today I was talking to somebody, a professional somebody, and I, and I was just saying extra shit for no reason. But I, mean, I had yeah. to really think about it later. And this is just today, bro, and I've been going through this forever. I'm like, bro, you know what? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm dialed into that shit, bro. And I had to, I had to really quit, ask, do some soul searching, ask myself, what's up? That's because it was so personal to me. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. personal to me. And Dude, I, I feel see, you so much on that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a system, though, so I can't take it personal. And that's the thing. It's a system that's doing this shit. It's a system that's ignoring what I got going on that's doing it. It's not necessarily people per se. It's a system that's designed to right. not look or hear, it, hear what I got to say. So that's the problem we got. You know what I mean? So, uh... All right. She's a professional. She's a professional ghoster, though. That's my problem. Like, I'm the kind of guy, obviously, I can just talk and talk and talk and talk. Man, like you said, like, you had to sit back kind of listen to yourself. Like, I, I had a phone call with an attorney the other day, and he was try he, he won custody of his daughter, like, seven months old without a lawyer. He has, like, he's got all these mad, like, championships and everything. I'm one this, one that, blah, blah, blah. So I, I got a hold of him, and I was talking to him, and like halfway through, he's like, look, dude, he's like, I'll just give your money back to you if you just want to talk to me about your life and your problems and whatnot. He's like, I'm trying to give you actual help. And I thought, I had to sit back and actually like listen to myself after I like, recorded our whole conversation. I'm like, yeah, he, he just kept telling me, quit defending that girl. He's like, it doesn't sound like you, you're like you mad at her. Just, I don't know, man. It's a hard one. But I, I, I don't know. I just, people, man, I don't know. I can't believe something like this can, like your case, man. How can you go 900 some days yeah, without your child and nobody in their fucking legal system can look at that and be like, what? Yeah, no, straight up, bro. Like, you know, it's it's blatantly honest, bro. Like, I tried to ask for my kid the entire time. The motherfucker wouldn't let me see him. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't about the kids yep. for real. It was about me. But, like, the me movie was over, bro. Ain't no me. This about, man, let me see my kids, bro. It's no me. And then the motherfucker just holding on to my kids is in. But the motherfucker, they'll never be like, yeah, I was just holding the kids to, because you, you know? But at the end of the day, what reason would you have to t- take my fucking kids and never let, and, and a lot of these times it's always something weird, you know what I'm saying, extra, I don't, I don't, yeah. I can't think of no logical reason to take yeah. no yep. person kid, man, and do this exactly. kind of shit, like, you hurting like a motherfucker, I can't, my first I month without not seeing my kid, bro, I can still remember it, bro, but I, it was so bad for me, I had to make sure that that shit never happened no more, and I had Amen. to also remember, bro, I, it, 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 I didn't know, I'm like, all right, 
I know how the law is set up at this point. They got it set up so that this person, I, I knew dads who like literally put their own self into the system so they could see their kid again. That's how they yeah. want it. You know what I mean? That's how I had to do it. <laughs> it sucks. I didn't want to go to the courts or anything. I thought we could work it out just by begging this girl to like come up here and talk to me face to face. But some people can't do that either, which is really imagine, sad. Imagine, imagine if it was, imagine if it was a felony for your child to get for for what happens to you right now to happen. Imagine if this was a felony. Imagine if this was what? a felony. What happens? What's happening to you right now? Then, then this person wouldn't be doing this because. Oh yeah. That would give a court a legal right to come get your kid and take a person to jail. But you know why I mean, they it's can't interference with parental rights, man. It's you know like, you know why they can't make it a felony? Because then they then that means that person would have to eventually go to prison for their for their crime, for their felonious crime. You feel me? And if and if and if and listen, bro, and if they do that, then that means they have to have prison space for women. Now again. Yeah. I say this all the time on this podcast. I don't know about where you're from, but where I'm from, we got 32 prisons, one for we got 32 prisons, one for uh one for men. I'm sorry, one for women, one boot camp and 30 for men, all right? Now that means out of 40,000 beds, there's only 2400 for women. That's 6% of the population. That's it. You feel me? So, where they can't make it a felony. They can't like enforce moms to follow these orders really technically you know what i mean like there's no end game on you know, it you know what i mean so yeah and, you, yeah and you can't sit there and be like man like after all this time as much as you want to go in there and say man she should have to do like be taken from her kids for so long you can't say that because i mean deep down you really i mean i don't, I don't know people's situations are maybe different but like deep down i really would never want this to happen to her even if she did do it to me for such a period of time where i, I mean Everybody's situation is different, like I'm saying, but in my situation, I feel like she's doing what she thinks is right in her sick head. (laughs) But, you know, but I I don't know, man. I feel like that girl should have to just, like, be put in jail for, like, a month at least. Like, take her away from her kid and teach her or something. No, I understand what you mean, man. I understand what you mean. But, you know, man, you got to... You gotta let God do 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 you know, got that God handle it. You know, you gotta pray for pray for your enemies. Yeah. But it sounds like that's all you've been doing is being good. So just keep the good spirit yeah. for the other side too, you know. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta parlay with them and kick it with them. But you know, I have been pretty hateful and I've been working on not being so fucking hateful as far as yeah. just like actually having no actual hate in my heart. And it took me to get to actually see my kids for a while before I'm like, all right, fuck them people. I just wanted to really see my kids, but it's still the truth. They still don't mean that my kids ain't in danger. I just literally, I, yeah. it, that's not just for them. Getting to see my kids released a, a lot of rage and anger. It made me not want to have, I'm not like, you know, it made me feel, I, just, I, had, a little, I had a little bit of time with my kids. That shit is, was good for my heart, for my spirit, for my soul. Yep. But at the yeah, same exactly. time, it also let me know that that was my destiny where I was supposed to be at. What was happening there was was what it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I definitely know what you mean. <laughs> man, listen, everything is good, bro. You know, we need to have these conversations with each other, bro. You're in Pennsylvania. I'm in Michigan. We need to have this talk, bro. This is just some a healthy women, conversation. They need to understand, some of these women need to understand that, or even guys are doing it. These people need to understand that Sometimes these kids, you know, to, to their parents are like their, their lifeline to keep out of trouble and keep their life straight, too. Like, if she would have brought me my kid 
uh, uh, maybe a week after the fight of just like they talking or whatever, and th there would have been no issue from here on out. It would just uh, all would have went away. Like, but no, instead, got ignored me for forty days and let me sit there and just every day start sending me voice messages like, man, can I see my kid today? Man, I'm freaking going crazy. This is driving me nuts. What are you doing? It's like just going. All you do is sound worse and worse. Right. <laughs> well, I put myself in a hole with that one. I just. <laughs> Just, I messaged her like so many times all day, all night. It's like, come on, man, can't we just get over this? And then it just turned into, right. are you really like a messenger like two o'clock in the morning? Like, how can you even sleep right now? Uh, <laughs> Knowing that what you're doing. This is crazy. Right. Well, I know what you, you know, some mean, people, bro. Some people can't look at the third person. Like, you can't look at the third person view of your life. If, okay, right. you go home every day and you think you have a good life, but you are a piece of crap. You're not going to see that because you're going to enjoy the life that you have. Sometimes you gotta have a little self-reflection. You gotta sit back and look at yourself through a third person, any way you can, and you start to realize. And my buddy told me, he said, you should just start recording her and then show it to her. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Oh, man. Self-reflection's a big one. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I think that I go through, like, <laughs> she always tell people, I've learned more life lessons in the past three years than most people will learn in their lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. I, I'm, I'm, this... Everybody be like, oh, man, I feel so terrible for you and shit like that. But I'm like, bro, you know what? I don't want anybody so terrible yeah, for me. I be <laughs> thinking that, but in my head, I'm like. I know what it's like for my kid to be kidnapped and for everything to be so fucked up. You know, like if you tell a stranger or something like yeah. you're going through custody. But like, oh, man, you be like, yeah, it's bad and shit. But like. It's really, I'm grateful for it. So I'll be like, don't feel bad for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I make yeah. sure I tell people, bro, I'm learning from this shit. And I am. I'm. I, you know what I'm saying? I asked God a long time ago. Dude, I went in there, and I've seen the judge that uh, put the PFA against me. And she didn't know it was me at first. I went in there to follow a restraining order. I thought I could follow, like, a restraining order for my daughter against her boyfriend for uh, hitting her or whatever. I, I, and, uh... She listened to my story. She listened to what was going on. She didn't really realize who I was at first. She felt bad for me. You could tell it, Dan. All these people do. They all look at and hurt the way they look at me. Even the lawyers, before they tell me how much they want. Everybody just, like, looks at you like, wow, really? And then I, I told her, though, I was like, yeah, it's uh, from this girl right here who just got a PFA against me. And then, like, she just flipped, like, turned. You could see in her eyes, like, oh, it's you. And like, wow, really? I just felt bad for you a second ago, but now, I don't know that was wild there. I called in and tried to tell him, like, hey, can't you just get this down to a no contact, not a PFA, which is, like, on my record forever, and keeping me away from my kid? Because if, if, if I really want to cause this girl harm, do you, do you think, like, a piece of paper would do anything anyways? It just ruins people's lives. Yeah, really. <laughs> but, I mean, but, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, man, if, if if you were threatening her life, you know what I mean, then you, then that'd be something. If you were, if you, if you, if you were, if you were, putting hits out on her, then that might be something. But, like, yeah. you, I, you asking to see a kid is definitely not worthy of that type of yeah. deal. You know what I mean? So that, but we've had lots yep, of callers exactly. on here talking about that. The last caller I had, bro, the last episode of season two, he said he was getting ready to lose his job because he, he had to move away from his house because his ex moved out the house and moved across the street with the neighbors. And then... When he when his daughter ran away so many times, she came home to him. So he 
fucking the lady kept stalking him, so he fucking moved, but his mail didn't get forwarded right away, so he kept picking it up, so they said he was stalking. You feel me? Because he fucking yeah. was driving past yeah. to pick his mail up, and he was swooping to a U-turn, and then just get the mail, and then dip. Yeah, dude, but, I don't even have a car, okay? <laughs> and then she said she's afraid to lock her doors, and I live, like, miles, and I live, like, like, I don't even live in the same city almost as her, <laughs> and she sits there and tells him she's, she's scared I'm gonna show up and steal my kid or, or, or kill her or kid or, or kill myself over there with the kid. Like, all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, yo, I don't even have a car, man. Like, I'm going to walk there. Like, I don't know. It's just some off-the-wall stuff sometimes. I don't know. It's just oh. baffling to me, bro, because, you know, you don't really sound like a, like a fighting type or a violent type. No. Nah. The meanest thing I ever told that girl, the meanest thing I ever did to that girl was straight up one day just told her how it was. Like, man, I, I sent her a voice message and was like, screw it. I was like, you know what, I, I'm sorry I even gave you a chance. Like, you're just a low life, and this is just, nobody should ever do this to somebody. Just, I mean, that's me being me. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even, you know, I would never even, I would never even try to uh, be like, oh, you and that, blah, 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 dude. You know what, kill people with kindness, man. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Kill yeah. people with kindness, man. Because <laughs> no, after they got them drug charges and everything, I sent her a message. It was like, look, and this is like, this is... From January 27th until the 25th of February, she got these charges, and I sent her, the last message I sent her that really made him mad, I guess, was, I was like, look, if that guy, if you're scared of that guy for some reason, or if he's hitting on you, or making you guys do anything, I said, just, oh, my door is always open, you can always come here to get away and be safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't like that. But hey, kill him with kindness, man. I think that's a yeah. great lesson, man. I think that's a great, great lesson, man. I have a couple more questions for you here. So uh, yeah, my go. next question is this, bro. So uh, what, what's been the biggest lesson you've learned from all of this? Uh, <laughs> and that's a vivid question. You know what? Biggest lesson? Oh, yeah. That's a hard one, man. I just... It's, it's, just love your kids for as, as hard and as much as you can while you're with them. Make as many memories as you can. <laughs> and just, uh, I, that's a hard one. Because you know what? That's the only, it took, I didn't even think about ever, like, sitting here and watching the videos that I made with my daughter. Like, that whole time I was just so depressed and, like, down when, when she was gone for the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Until I watched the movie and I was like, oh, it started to cheer me up, you know? And I was like, oh, I started watching more. And I was like, thank God I took all these. Thank God. Because... <laughs> mm-hmm. That's about the only thing that when she wasn't here that that would get me. Through. None of that wasn't really answering your question. <laughs> the lesson I learned is <laughs> that's vivid. What that lesson I learned is always wear a condom. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, no, I feel you. Uh, I would never trade my kid for anything, man, in never. the world. Anything. Never. Never. I would go back and do it all over again just to get the same kid, even though I know who she is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. People don't know what that's like unless they have kids. That's why I tell people. I'm like, you know, if you, if you haven't had a kid, you'll never understand the pain, man. You'll never understand. Like, I just don't think anybody you can. <laughs> Dude, I literally, I, don't know, I felt like I was emotionally detached. Like, I felt all my daughters love, like, being ripped from me for, like, a week. I couldn't even talk to people. I'm like, that, that uh, 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 just like, I couldn't even, I was like, stuttering. Like, just like, oh, it just felt horrible, like, crazy. Like, am I going to see my kid again? I'm like, this, that. <laughs> That's just wild. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, bro. I know what you mean, man. Um, 
biggest lesson they're not. Yeah, that's horrible, man. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's just a question we gotta ask, man, because that's that's keep busy. Cool with all different keep things. Keep busy. Man. That's the lesson. Keep yourself busy. <laughs> uh huh. For real, man. Um, my next question would be this, bro. So if you could have some, if you could say something to a father who hasn't, who doesn't get to see his kid, let's say it's his first two days he hasn't seen his kid, but he knows that at least a month ahead of him he won't see his kid, and he can feel it in his heart. What would you say to him? Well, now are you asking like, like? like should I tell this guy to go in there and start custody and stuff like that? Or you just say how, how to feel about it? Like, to feel about it, man, it, it all depends on how people rule with their kids these days, man. Like, I was emotionally tight with my kids. And if somebody else was emotionally tight with their kid like I was, I would just tell them, man, look, just sit down, collect your thoughts, and just, just know that that kid, I don't know, I, I don't feel like my daughter, my daughter, I'm sure she knows what. I'm still out here. <laughs> she's a smart lady. You know, she's a little... She asks about me every day. I got friends that tell me. Right. But, but I sat around thinking she didn't for a minute. There's the thoughts you don't want to think, man. Right. If you, if you know you're tight with your kid, don't... Don't freaking ponder on that in your head. They know you're gone. They know you love them. You know? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't know you're freaking... <laughs> I know she knows I'm out there still. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know, I'm very bad at answering your questions. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. Do, nah, man, you're doing good, man. You're doing good. I'm just making sure you can say everything you want to say. Uh, like I said, I'm just a novice still. <laughs> nah, I went man. through it really, really quick in my head, but it's still going on. But, like, I'm, well, if you would have talked to me two weeks ago, it would have been a whole different person, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, each day is better. You know what I mean? That's why it's important we had this talk. So check this out. Uh, so if you could say something to a mother... Who's alienating a, a father, a, a, a child from their father? What would you say to her? Same thing I've always been told. It takes two people to make a kid. You shouldn't put that kid in between you and somebody else's problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, there's nothing right about it. Unless, unless that person's like a, a real psycho killer nut job, <laughs> just because he's angry with you, doesn't mean you, you should hold a kid against him. Mm-hmm. No way. Some people won't even start to be nice to you again unless you let them see their kids. So it's just, obviously it's going to go down a bad street. There, there's no good that comes out of it at all. No good at all. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, that, that blows my mind. And anybody can even sleep at night doing like that. <laughs> I don't know, that's just wild. You know what, some, the, way, the way it is in my case is she already has a family. She has two other kids. So she goes home every day. And she doesn't think about me not having my kids. She just jumps back into her family every day and how happy they are. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it just blows my mind. Yeah, it <laughs> does, man. It's crazy that someone can do so hurtful and then just go about life like they're not doing anything wrong, bro. It is crazy, man. If there is a mother... I mean, I, man, I, I, I'm telling you, man. Like, if anybody could just... just I mean, watch the, the video I have right now, just me in the first year of my daughter's life, me just raising her and just making cool videos day in, day in, night with me and her. I mean, I taught that, I potty trained that girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I freaking, I was a, a freaking, I did everything. I learned to change her myself. I went through nights where she wouldn't stop crying when we were, when she was like one, and she wouldn't stop crying. I didn't know what to do until I got to where I was crying. <laughs> and nobody was helping me. You know, people don't, she, don't think about that, man. Like, 
Babs go through the same thing moms do. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And just, man, uh, freaking separation anxiety yeah. is real. It is, bro. We parents, man. You know what I mean? We parents. But eventually, you know what I mean? Eventually, eventually you a master. Well, you know what I mean? She's, yeah, she, she's young, too, you know? If yeah. she was, like, maybe, like, 10 or older, you know, to a point where she's around, like, maybe, like, 7, 8, where they yeah. start to, like, become more aware... You know, it'd be a little more easier for me to probably sit back and be like, all right, if there's something going on, she'd be able to tell me or get a hold of me. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I know at what at you're that saying. age, she can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll still hear something. You know what I mean? When you get back, man, just, you know, got to keep, stay faithful about it. So, uh, <laughs> when you do go back, bro, when you do go back to court here, I'm just sneaking one more. That's actually two more questions, but... This one actually sneaking in. Are you going for full custody here? Or are you going for 50-50? What are you asking well, for here in court? I was going to go for 50-50. Uh-huh. Because I felt, like I, I, felt, I felt like that's what we've been doing this whole time. So that's what we should keep it at with no issue. But, I mean, since then she's posted some pretty wild off-the-wall lies about me online. So my, my main goal is now is just to go for full custody and just go from there. But I, I'm down in this state. That'll happen. I it's also going to be probably just a bargaining chip to go, look, I mean, I'm telling you, man, like, this girl's life is, dude, her first child, uh, they were she wasn't watching him, and he fell down, like, a flight of stairs when he was, like, two years old, had to be flown to a hospital, okay. and he was, like, he had all kinds of, like, disorders and whatnot since then, like, when I moved in with her, man, I took the time, that kid was pooping himself, like, he was 44 or 5 years old, was still wearing diapers, himself four or five times a day right. and I actually got, I actually probably trained the kid and I felt proud about it that was the first time I ever felt proud for like you know trying to be the dad to anybody's kid right you know right so I got you know and then there's then uh what here like last year I seen she was riding a four-wheeler gas powered four-wheeler with all the kids and I just messaged her and was like hey uh you should probably put a helmet on them at least mm-hmm. you know being that young well one daughter slams into a tree and hit her head and I thought oh, it's horrible and then my daughter, she brings it over to me. She takes off real quick. I go to change her, and her legs just uh, all burned up, scarred up all the way down it. And she's like, I didn't want to tell you in person because I didn't want you to get upset. I'm like, what, did you wreck this four-wheeler with my kid on it? Like, what? <laughs> right. Nah, man, listen, a, a, a kid in my school, a year older than me, man, I'll never forget, bro. He died in a four, a three on a three-wheeler. And I can't, I'll never forget because I had a three-wheeler at the time. Obviously, if there's any listeners out there in the ATVs, uh, three-wheelers have, they stopped making them a long time ago. But um, they roll over easy. So uh, they were riding on this three-wheeler and some type of way, both people on the three-wheeler died. You know what I mean? So he was in elementary school, so we remembered it vividly. I do, I remember it. So it's that's, that can be extremely fucking dangerous, man. So I understand. But one thing I do ask of you, Jeremy, is this. Uh, don't speak about it in doubt. Don't I doubt nothing. If you know for a fact you're the better parent and you feel like you have the facts, then that's what you should stand on, man. And don't be thinking about what the state ain't going to do. You know what I mean? What you're going to go in here and do is tell them your facts. And then listen, if you get you somebody who I don't want to fucking tell the facts... There's been so many dads on here that have said over and over and over, fire them, cut them, star someone else. You know what I mean? Because, bro, I'm trying to explain to you, bro. You need. Oh, I'm not taking. I don't need a lawyer, in my opinion. Like, you know what? I feel like nobody should need a lawyer. If they, if the, if the God honest truth, 
is the God honest truth. Then I don't, you know what, man? I, I have enough evidence to to bury this girl, man. But I feel like when she's done rapping and raving in court, that's my one buddy. Okay, he no job, no house, nothing. Like he went took this girl in there for custody, and he said she just went off crazy about this, that. Had a three thousand dollar lawyer, freaking uh. Uh, made him do a psych evaluation, all that stuff. And he ended up getting 50-50 still because when she was done rapping and raving about him, he just said, they said, well, what's your side? He said, I just want to see my kid. That's all. all right. <laughs> I just want to see my kid. I don't even want to talk about her. And that's the sad part, man. I got a binder over here with like six billion trees in it. <laughs> right. I'm like killing the rainforest over here. But <laughs> right. And... That's how I feel, though, man. I just want to let this girl just go off, and then I'm just going to look at that. And that's what I struggle with, though. Like, should I speak up, or should I just be like, look, man, I really don't want to fight this girl at all, and I don't want to just do I don't want to do it. I just want, to, I just want my kid. That's it. You do She's want your kid, bro. and loving that kid. No, I understand, bro, but you do want your kid, but there's some very strong factors you have in your case, such as, man, some of those things you said about what happened, some of, some of fucking, you know, like the raid. Like well, that's what bugs me, too. Some of them things are off the wall, too. Crazy. And it's like, you would think people like would be like, want to learn, but it's, nobody well, has been. Well, all you gotta do, like, <laughs> all you gotta do, man, is make sure you you don't, don't speak about it in doubt. Stay in faith, and man, you know, fucking, you know, and, and stand on it, bro. Nothing less. The score is 0-0, zero, zero, bro, and keep, think about it like that. Don't think about the other team, which is the system, or don't think about the game being rigged. If, you, if the game is rigged, then there's only one thing and one thing you can do only. You can go on this football field, kick ass, fair and square, and fuck it. You just know you got to kick ass big time. This way, there's no room for any rigging or shit. You know what I mean? So, But, I mean, you can't do that if you don't have, if you, you know what I'm saying? You're the quarterback of this team. So, you got to quarterback it right now. You know what I mean? So, man... I well, that's where, that's where uh, what do they call it, the 17 factors of child custody or something like that, uh, what, it, what it takes. My, my goal was just to put all 17 out there and go through each one with them and be like, look, this is why this, this is why this, this is why this. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the first one's like, which parent would, would be more willing to keep an open contact between parents? And that's where I would stand up and be like, obviously me. Because <laughs> right. I would have no, no issue. That's what my long lawyer told me. He said, like, just get through all the facts of what it takes and just tell them why you feel the way you do about each one. But <laughs> I just don't want to overdo it. Pennsylvania's a little, like, they look at, they look at more of, they don't care about your victory. And they, they, don't, they don't care about any of that. They expect everybody to go in there and fight each other. Right. <laughs> I want to go in there with my 600 million photos and videos and be like, you just look at that and then in your heart tell me that I'm a bad person. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. So, okay, man. So, to conclude, I have a quick question, man. Uh, if yeah, you could say up? something right now. You know, technology is um, it's ever growing, and this this podcast will be around for a while. So, if you could say something that your daughter could hear um, when she gets a little older, if you could say something to her right now uh, to conclude this podcast, what would you say to her? <laughs> uh, I tell her freaking. Her dad loves her more than anything in this world, and there's nothing that I would ever do, and I would never stop trying to get her back in my life and make sure that she has a life that is worth looking back on, a life where she won't have to tell her friends, my mom and dad made me some kind of mistake, and then they fought over me for years. That's not true. Right. You know, that her dad loved her to death. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot I could say. 
But you know what? Now on your podcast, can you like share photos and videos? Because I could probably send you like a really good video. I'd like you to share. <laughs> uh, you can send it to my uh, you can send it to my uh Facebook page, and I can share it on my um, I can share it on my page. I would really like people to like watch this video, and then they'll be like, oh. And then listen to your podcast. Yeah. And watch the first year of my life and watch how what fathering meant to me. Okay. And what it meant to me was being glued to that kid, man. Like, she, I wouldn't even let her walk into a room without me going into that room and watching her. Like, yeah. I like that, man. Yeah. That's good energy, man. You're a good-ass dad, bro. You have nothing to hang your head about. You're a good dad, bro. You're going to get your damn court, man. Make sure you keep your spirit nice and high. I want you to go back to the... Um, some of season two and listen to some of these dads man talk if there's any dad on there that you feel like you really would like to talk to just let me know his name and what episode it is and i'll figure out exactly what who that is and i'll get his number and bro you can talk to him directly if there's any listener out there that uh has been listening to germ and you feel like you can learn from germ you want to learn about you want to talk to him uh, just let me know, and I'll make sure I get you Germ's, Germ's info. I'm sure he wouldn't have a problem sharing with you or talking to you or whatever. Uh, we're a community. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, um, I, just, I feel like most people who listen to me and they're just like, man, this guy's kind of like all over the place. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, like I said, I'm not as foreign as most people. I'm not as disciplined yet. <laughs> no, nah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. My story could be so much more vivid if I was, like, maybe more... Uh, you know, more down the process in my head. Out of more, nah, bro, <laughs> you know what listen. I mean? Nah, bro, listen. <laughs> it's just like music. There's absolutely no wrong way to tell a story. If a beat comes on and you can sing a song and you sing a song and someone else don't like it, but that's a song you heard, then that's there's no wrong way to tell your story. You telling your story. There's no wrong way. You know what I'm saying? You know one thing, I'll tell you what, one thing that got me to get through each day here in the end and I don't know if it's just me or anybody else, but man, if you're, if you're having a bad day, the best thing I can tell you is go sit somewhere and turn the music up as loud as you can. <laughs> turn the music yeah. up as loud as you can, the music that you like, and I guarantee it'll probably change your attitude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, listen, we, we, that's good advice. I've been listening to a lot of music myself, man. We appreciate you, man, and taking the time to have this conversation, man. It really does mean a lot. Uh, again, you have a friend in me, bro. If you ever need to want to talk, bro. Uh, you got my number. This is actually my real number. Then you could, if you don't want to use this, bro, you can fucking hit me up on Facebook. Make sure you add me on Facebook. This way we're friends. You can see some of the content I'm posting. I'm sharing stuff from other dads right. that have been on the podcast, stuff like that. Each, each, each I'm going to be a family lawyer here soon. Uh, <laughs> that's, my goal. that's my goal in life now, I'm telling you. It's uh, going to be either a criminal lawyer or a family lawyer. I like <laughs> that. I like that energy, Germ. I like that like, energy. I'm, I'm as much as I've gone through now... I feel like I should just keep going and helping people. I just want to, I really do want to be a, a freaking family custody lawyer. That's like my future goal now. Dog, I'm telling you, we just got to start. We got to start this train moving, bro, in the right direction, man. Right now, it's all about money, bro. We need to have some heart in this movie a little bit, bro. So that's what we're going to work on. Uh, yeah, man, we appreciate you taking the time, man, telling your story, bro. And we look forward to hearing from you in, in the future. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, bringing me on here just to listen to me rant a little bit. <laughs> That's what we're for, but, uh, man. Like I said, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a couple cool pictures and videos here in a little bit, and then you can go ahead and share that if you like. Yeah. Get a little more insight. 
<laughs> yep, I'll be sharing that. That'll I be bounce on- around a lot when I talk. I know. <laughs> nah, man, you're good, bro. Don't even worry about it. It's all, it's all, it's what family is, bro. We're gonna just be ourselves. That's all it is, man. And this, this is a, this is a family of uh, fathers who've been alienated from their kids at one point or another, bro. So this is what we're here for. This is a unit. Uh, you know, I, no I, I give that girl to too much credit. <laughs> I give that girl too much credit. And even talking to you tonight, like being as nice as I've been. Ugh. No nah, man, disgusting, but still, yeah, you gotta be that way. That's yeah. my child's mother, you know. Yeah, man. Either way, I like it. Don't even worry about it, man. You did great, man. You did great, man. You're yeah. gonna be hearing from me. I'm getting ready to, to record another podcast, bro. I'm so proud right, of bro. you. I'm so happy that you took the time, bro. Hey, you're a leader. Remember, the score is zero zero, and that's gonna be the score until the clocks are fucking read zeros. You still got a chance, bro. So keep pushing, bro. It's, it's game time. I look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, no doubt. All right, man, you take it easy. All right, talk to you soon.